Hello, welcome back. We are going to jump in where we left off in the conversation with Pastor Michelle Dunn about how do we do faith. The second half of the conversation is about what faith really is and how we quote unquote do it in our life. Go check out the first half of the conversation that's focused on the fact that faith is just believing Jesus. We're going to be looking at how to know the voice of the Holy Spirit through the Word, how to spot good teachers also using the word, and how the essence of our daily faith walk is relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. So you'll find all the scripture we read and speak in the show notes as usual. So let's get to it. Enjoy. So something that you said just a moment or two ago about Jesus as the founder and perfecter of our faith, but also about the renewing of our mind and allowing the spirit to bring healing to all the parts of ourself yeah. and to our feelings as well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's pop into Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2, because mm. this is where we get both of those things. We aren't making this up, guys. No. This is in the Word. <laughs> uh, would you read 12, 1 and 2? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and of course, this comes right after chapter 11 when it talks about by faith, how they overcame and conquered. So that's our cloud of witnesses. It's not the world watching us. No, exactly. all of the people who've also already won in faith. Amen. They conquered. That's a really important clarification. Thank you. It is true. (laughs) Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand Mm. of the throne of God. Mm. That's so powerful. You know, I love it where it says lay aside every weight Mm -hmm. because it's not just, and says, and the sin, which so easily Mm -hmm. ensnares of it. It tries to ensnare you. But the weights, Mm -hmm. the pressures, the stresses, the anxieties, the things, the worries, the things that we put on ourselves that we allow to pressure us, we allow to burden us. Mm. This is no big deal. I can, I can handle this little weight. I can do it. Mm-hmm. And then we add another one. And, mm. and we just tolerate things that Jesus wants to set us free from and deliver us and get it off of us so that we can have no hindrance in running our race with strength and endurance, mm. keeping our eyes on him. And where it says he's the finisher of our faith, the perfecter of our faith, we are going to finish in faith. Oh, wow, yeah. That is what that says. It is what, what it says. When he comes again, will he find faith on the earth? wherever that is we're going to be in faith Mm -hmm. that's my choice yes we're going to be those that are in faith yes when he comes again no matter what if it's when we go to be with him we're going to be full of faith you know i remind you of that scripture we are not of those who shrink back right and are destroyed but we are of those who have faith and preserve their souls scripture amen that's a good one it is so good And I love Jesus as the founder and the perfecter of our faith because when I look at how did Jesus example faith, what did Jesus do? Mm-hmm. 
I don't like the what would Jesus do thing. That just drives me crazy <laughs> because it creates more religion. It creates true. more just, okay, well, about if he did you... it this way, then I'm going to do it this way. No, it's about the heart and the passion behind what Jesus did. Because what did Jesus do before anything and everything? He listened to his father. Amen. And his father gave him instructions for that situation. Because Jesus does not heal the same way in any two right. scenarios in the Bible. Absolutely. So that's what he did. That's the, if you say, what would Jesus do? It's he asked the Father what to do. He, he was filled with the Holy Spirit <laughs> at his baptism, and he yeah. listened to his Father. Right. And he didn't do any ministry, really, public ministry or healing, oh, until no. he was filled with the Spirit. Yep. Therefore, if you say, what would Jesus do? Well, for one thing, you get filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking tongues. Mm -hmm. Listen to the voice of the Spirit. You know, so many people take that, that what would Jesus do, and they think, well, Jesus kept the Sabbath. Oh, Jesus fulfilled the law. Well, he did that to fulfill it so we didn't have to anymore. Yep. So we don't go around doing some of the things that he did because he was doing it to Ugh. fulfill every bit of the law because that's what he came to do. Yes, it was his job, not ours. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it was his assignment. Yeah. He told us what our assignments were. At yes. the end, he says, go heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. A new commandment I give you. Amen. Love. Love one another. Which fulfills all the law and the prophets. Absolutely. Amen and amen. But we're preaching ourselves happy. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so I'm going to read that same Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 in the Passion Translation. Remembering that the great cloud of witnesses are those who've gone before us with mighty faith. Amen. As for us, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin that we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path has already been marked out for us. So this version saying every wound that has pierced us and sin we so easily fall into. You can take that on your own mm -hmm. and let the Spirit help you determine what is what within your own self. Mm -hmm. What is a wound or an offense, a trauma that needs to be healed by the Spirit? Mm -hmm. What is a sin that maybe has come from those wounds? That's good. That's really significant for us to understand. Yeah. That so many of our sin behaviors, since sin is essentially only doubting God. Yeah then why are we doubting God somewhere because mm -hmm. of a wound that we have? Right. It's so important to understand that we don't show up on this earth thinking, you know what I want to do today? Doubt God. Right. That's what I want to do today. <laughs> no, it comes out of wounding, yeah. serious hurts that have either been inflicted to us, right. which is trauma, or that we have stumbled into on our own. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like it also can be, when we think about God's perfect creation of Adam and Eve, right? Mm, yeah. And the fall. Those wounds, to me, are also bad teaching of the Word of God. Yep. People teaching oh, you things snap. that aren't the truth. Yep. That aren't the power. You don't believe in the Holy Spirit, they say. They say that was for the Old Testament or whatever. Jesus did that. It passed away. Wrong teaching that basically neuters mm. so much of the word of God. <laughs> so it doesn't bear fruit Dang. in our lives. And that's wounding to a spirit because it it's is. cutting off and limiting God and not believing for his promises. Yeah, We're not taught that. Yep. And that's wounding us as well, yep. even though we don't recognize it maybe as until we see the truth as a wound. Yeah. 
And this doesn't mean don't listen to teachers. It means take the word in your own hands and compare it to every teaching that you get. Right. Only listen to the teaching that points to the truth that is spoken in the word over and over. You do not have to rely on other people's teaching. You don't have to listen to this right now. (laughs) You don't actually need us. It's encouraging. It builds Mm -hmm. you up. But if what you need to do is be in the word Mm -hmm. and be soaking in his actual words to Mm -hmm. you, then turn it off and go do that because that's more important. So if I listen to teachers, I... I study their their lives. Not that anyone's perfect, but they are going to have fruit, fruit, good and lasting and fruit. integrity, integrity in their ministries, mm-hmm. integrity in their lives. They're going to love Jesus with all their heart and love His Word. When I got first got saved, I saw the Word a certain way, and then I listened to certain preachers, and I said. I compared it with the word. I said, this is the truth. I knew it in my spirit. Yes. And if I heard contrary to that, I knew right away. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was not. Yes. And it wasn't because I was brainwashed by one way. I was brainwashed by the word. Hallelujah. (laughs) And therefore, when things that aren't, that are half-truths came, that Mm -hmm. would try to take away some of the power of the word or the... Mm all the promises, the word, everything God, Jesus died to give us, I would recognize it immediately. Mm -hmm. That's why you need to know the word. Yes. And then you can pick preachers that you can listen to and you can trust Mm -hmm. because they have that honor of the word of God. And they'll tell you, Yep. get in a good church that teaches the uncompromised word of God don't just take it from me. Exactly. Get in the word and study it out for yourselves. They'll tell you that. A good pastor or a good teacher amen. will always tell you to be in the word right. for yourself. And always. Amen. And the other thing with listening to other teachers that is one of my number one things that I don't listen to is any preacher, teacher that slanders another minister of God. Yep. Talks about them, says they're this or that, or false teachers or this. Or Sanders, anyone. Yep. That's not the spirit of God. I'm going to actually finish off from yeah. like 20 minutes ago. where <laughs> I was reading in Hebrews 12. I'm going to read verse oh. 2 in the Passion. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus, who has birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. Mm. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits in, exalted and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing you would be his. So what is my joy? What am I focusing on with joy? Knowing. Well, all the promises of Jesus, all the promises of God, his commands. What does he say? Yeah. He says first and foremost to love and to obey, to listen to the Father. So listening to the Holy Spirit. That's how you do faith. Right. Is just that way. I love at the beginning when it says we fasten our gaze Amen. onto Jesus. Who, mm. birth, who birthed our faith. <laughs> who birthed our faith. It's like, mama. <laughs> yes. You know, he birthed that faith. 
and he leads us forward and perfects our faith. Mm -hmm. But looking away from the natural realm, let's talk mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. We want to walk by sight only, and it says we walk by faith and not by sight. That's a hard Ooh. one for people, isn't it? It's so good. It's so good. And to walk by faith is exactly that. We fasten our eyes on Jesus, on his promises, on his word. And that's what I was going to say a minute ago. When you say we're to obey, and that's hard mm. for some people because they're like, well, what do I obey? Do I obey the commands of the Old Testament? Do I, you know, how do I hear the voice of the Father? How do I hear the voice of the Spirit? Well, that's what the, where the word comes in. Yes. Obeying is not just listening for a voice inside. It's the word of God you read that's planted in your heart and it comes out again. Yes. Basically, right? You put the word of God in you, you just believe his word, all of it, and then you do it. When it says to love, you choose love over condemnation yes. or gossip or slander. You choose healing over sickness because he says we're healed. Mm. The Holy Spirit will teach you and speak to you, but it becomes, we talked about this before, it's our own thinking, we think. Mm -hmm. Right. Because like you said, you can't separate it. When the Holy Spirit is speaking to your spirit, he doesn't say, you know, Michelle, I want you to do this. He says, <laughs> I hear, I feel like I need to do this. I've, I'm going to love this person. Oh, mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what the Lord wants me to do because the love thought comes mm -hmm. into your thought. Or, yeah. or the word that you knew about healing comes into your, into your own thinking. I'm going to stand on that word I read yesterday for this situation. And that's obeying the voice of the Spirit. Yep. It's not this cosmic thing. I mean, it is. It's, it's not going to be a big booming voice. Yes. And it's not creepy or weird. Mm -mm. It's just who we are now. Mm -hmm. As we're in the word and fellowship with the Lord... And we're listening with our spiritual ears mm -hmm. coming through the word in us, through fellowship. Yeah. He speaks to us and we know it's him mm -hmm. because, because it lines up with the word. Exactly. <laughs> because the the voice of the Lord that comes up out of your spirit that right. kind of sounds like your own thoughts right. will <laughs> never contradict the word. Absolutely. And that's an awesome way of knowing. So awesome. Lines up. And another one that I love that's really helpful is using John 10, 10. Uh -huh. The enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy. Right. I came to give you life abundant. So does this thought from that I am experiencing line up with steal, kill, destroy or life yeah. abundant? Does it lead to one or the other? Because so I can good. know right there if it's right. of the Lord or of darkness and right. flesh self. And the other one is Galatians 5 with the fruit of the Spirit. Absolutely. Does it sound like the fruit of the Spirit or does it sound like the opposite? So that's another really great dividing. Amen. Because you don't have to know the Bible backwards right. and forwards to know the Word. If it's mm -hmm. even just those two things, you're going to be able to differentiate right away. Oh, amen. Because if you hear a voice telling you, I think you need to just march into the other room and really just tell your husband what is true <laughs> and what you think. You need to just tell him where he is wrong and make him admit where he is wrong. That doesn't line up with the word. That's self. <laughs> That's not the Holy Spirit. But if I hear the Holy Spirit say, I need you to not defend yourself right now. I need you to walk away and go to bed. <laughs> don't engage with this fight. Good. You don't need to be right. You need to go to bed. 
that's the Holy Spirit right. because it's stopping the dissent, the ugly words. It's stopping. Right. And even though uh, you might have heard in your life, like you can't go to bed angry, listen to the Holy Spirit right. in that moment because it's leading to life to stop that's an so argument. Good. And you choose when you choose to to listen to that. You're choosing to let go of that anger yep. before you can sleep. Oh, right? Thank you, Lord. You, you are. That's not true. going to be angry it doesn't mean you had to fight it out. It means you just decide. And the, and the Holy Spirit might just be saying, you're tired. Because that's real. It is really real when you're tired. Halt. <laughs> Am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Halt is an awesome check-in list. Absolutely. Because tired bodies and emotions will engage mm-hmm. and say things they shouldn't say. And, and not snap distinguish which voice is which properly. Right. Yeah. So what you're saying, yeah. the the fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. in Galatians mm-hmm. five, and then John ten ten, so powerful. Yep. And just to know that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. So anything leading to life is the Lord, mm-hmm. and that includes healing, protection, provision, joy, peace. Like I said before, anything that's of death, poverty, uh, you know, hatred, lying, stealing, cheating, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sickness, infirmity, that leads to death. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose life. That's what it yeah. says. Choose life in Deuteronomy 28. It leads to a fearless life. Amen. And I don't necessarily mean that in the like swashbuckling way. <laughs> it means peace yeah. when you don't have fear. Right. And I would just love to key up on what you just said about the power of what we speak. Amen. Because a lot of people in my community are familiar with the work of Dr. Caroline Leaf uh-huh. and a book by Jenny Allen about taking our thoughts captive. A lot of people have read these and they're so important. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I am over the moon excited about in these teachings is it's about retraining our minds Uh with our mouth. Amen. And this is not a new concept, guys. It's a biblical concept. God knows how our brains work. And this is why he has been telling us since Since 1 A.D., no, <laughs> I don't know. So, no, since, since the beginning creation, of time, he, he created the world with his words. He created the world Life with his words. Be, right? Light be, and yes. it was. We are yeah. created in his image. He has put his same spirit in us. Our words are so powerful. And when we speak his words, it is unstoppable. Amen. And so when you are fighting a giant, when you have a mountain in your life, the first order of business is to get in the word, get in his presence. What do I need to do? What are my, what's my arsenal? Yeah. And he will tell you, this is what you need to do. And then the next step is, where am I cutting myself down by my own words? So it reminds me of the times that I have been really fighting for financial freedom. I was in the parking lot here at the church. We had just prayed a covering and a declaration uh-huh. over me and my household in this area. And in the parking lot, I said something out of pure habit to Teresa. I can't afford it. And she was like, whoa, girl, what are you saying? We just broke that. And I was like, what am I saying? <laughs> it's a lie is what I said. And it was awesome. Praise and the Lord. so to have people, you've caught me in a moment, and it's never mean Susan Reebsommer has done it, Diana has done it, where I'll say something and 
just super casually in the conversation, one of you will say, oh, but you are this. And you'll speak the truth uh-huh. that the word says about me back to me in that moment. Oh, and then I repeat that. it. And that has been so life-giving yeah. to help me fix my own thinking with my own mouth. Mm-hmm. It's been one of those that's been a little bit slower than other areas because, not because God is slow or God is not faithful, <laughs> but because the healing in this particular area of belief has to go deep. Mm-hmm. There is some real deep undoing that needs to wow, be done for so me in good. this area. That is done. I declare that it is right. done. And all of all of the declarations, all of the symptoms are all lining up. And I've seen real victory in this area. Praise all Lord. of my needs are met. That is so powerful. That's renewing your mind it right is. there. And it comes with renewing your talking. I mean, you start with your thinking. That's by putting the word in, right? And then you make yourself speak what the word says. And you don't mm-hmm. ever speak contrary to what the word says. Mm-hmm. And like we said, it's not thus saith the Lord. You know, <laughs> have to have scripture in verse. You just say the opposite mm-hmm. of what maybe the world would say. Mm-hmm. You speak what the word says. Mm-hmm. You're renewing your mind and training your mouth. And it just keeps working that way. Mm-hmm. And that's guarding your heart as well. Mm-hmm. Because we mess up our hearts by our mouths yes. so often. And that comes from what we're seeing and hearing and listening to. But then we start to speak it. And that's really powerful. And yeah. you know, it's so wonderful the way the Lord will show us. The difference is you didn't say, oh, this covenant healing stuff doesn't work. That's oh, what yeah. people do. That's true. Right? Yeah. You were open and receiving and believing the word and knowing this is true, even though you had many episodes, mm-hmm. you didn't change from what the word says. Mm, yeah and that's what we're to do we don't sit there and say oh you know it's not working for me Mm. and then start to listen to a teaching that says sometimes god does sometimes he doesn't as if god just picks and chooses who he heals or he prospers Mm, wow i mean god is not this god that is fickle (laughs) he doesn't change his mind and change his word you know i was reading one of the scriptures. His word never returns never, void. It never does. And his word is always true. And we don't change its relationship with him and his word. It's not religion. And that's a key for young Christians and those alike older that have been just in religion, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily relationship. You've got to know God, like we said, mm-hmm. to know him intimately through his word and through the Holy Spirit. That's relationship. Mm-hmm. And your relationship tells you that he's truthful. You know him. You know that what he says is true. Yeah. Because you have a relationship. You don't have this religious idea and theology that's not your own Mm. and not based on the word. Yeah. It's based on someone's interpretation, maybe, of the word. And where they just don't talk about faith, like you said, or talk about healing. Don't talk about the Holy Spirit or speaking in tongues. Right. We need to talk about it. We do. It's, it's so right powerful. If Jesus thought we should be filled with the Spirit to be yeah. empowered, then we who are we to say, no, don't need that. Right. It's not important mm-hmm. for me. I'm not going to speak in tongues. That's weird. <laughs> it's not, by the way. It's not. And what we're talking about right now of noticing our words. Yes. In order to line our words up with the word is reforming our physical brain. It's that neuroplasticity. 
love that. that we've all talked about so yeah. much in the last few years. That's what that is. I'm so excited that science is catching up to God in this area once again. <laughs> it's true. And <laughs> so when someone says to me, you know, I believe, I believe, I believe. And why is my faith not working? Why is my faith not growing? I almost always also notice that that person is speaking over their life in the opposite of what they want to see happen. Right. <laughs> this is not condemnation. This is a noticing. And what I have seen happen is that when that same person is willing to then do the work of noticing their words and changing what comes out of their mouth mm-hmm. based on what's going into their minds, yeah. which is the word of God, stuff starts to change. And it's not always the circumstances that change, but it's their spirit that changes first. Mm-hmm. Psalm 34, 4 so says, good. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. Mm-hmm. First, I sought the Lord. Yeah. And then he answered me. And it doesn't say what he said when he answered. It's going to be different in every circumstance. Right. <laughs> and then he delivered me from my fears. It doesn't say that he took the fear away. Right. So delivered, meaning to like, so if I'm delivering a pizza, I'm actually moving the pizza from one place to another. Yes, absolutely. Right. So he moves me out of my fear. Right. And that's what we're talking about. That's what faith is. Believing what the word says, going to him, and then making it the reality of our mind and our heart with our mouth. It's so good. It's so true. It goes back to Romans. There's a quote I want to share with you guys. It says, The heart conceives, the mind reflects, and the mouth is operated. But you must not try to reverse the order. (laughs) Say that again. The heart conceives, the mind reflects, and the mouth is operated. Mm -hmm. So I receive in my spirit that which is true from the spirit of god Mm -hmm. my mind processes that yeah and then it comes out of my mouth but you must not try to reverse the order so don't just go speaking (laughs) mindlessly because it will make your mind process that that is what is true and then that will become the treasure of your heart oh that's really powerful that is a smith wigglesworth quote oh that is so good smith wigglesworth was the kind of crazy that I want to be. Amen. So crazy. Um, you know, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Mm. The word is near you. Verse mm. 8 first. The word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That's how we call ourselves. Word of faith which we preach. Amen. Amen. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart... One believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. It's so powerful because that's how we, that's faith right there. Yes. And that's how we receive in any area. Just remember salvation. It's saving from anything you need saving from. It's salvation is your healing, your protection, it's your provision, it's your eternity. Mm. Salvation is a huge word. Yes. It's it's everything that Jesus has given us. Fully encompassing. Absolutely. And so that's why with your heart you believe unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
with the with the heart you believe for your healing and with the mouth confession is made for your healing mm-hmm. in any area you need saving in your provision your finances you've got to believe mm-hmm. what the word says and you've got to speak it out of your mm-hmm. mouth can i read that in the passion yeah romans 10 8 through 10 but the faith <clears throat> righteousness we receive speaks to us in these words of moses <laughs> God's living message is very close to you, as close as your own heart beating in your chest Mm. and as near as the tongue in your mouth. And what is God's living message? It is the revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message that we preach. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. The heart that believes in him receives the gift of the righteousness of God. And then the mouth confesses, resulting in salvation. Into 11, for the scriptures encourage us with these words, everyone who (laughs) believes in him will never be disappointed. Amen. Oh, that's it right there, friends. It is. It's believing. And you'll never be disappointed. But you, you have, we have action we need to do, which is the believing and the confessing. Mm-hmm. And that's why our, our tongues are so important. Mm-hmm. It's an integral part of our entire salvation in every area. Yep. All right. So as we wrap this up, is there anything that you would like to share? Well, I was going to read about faith's confession, which is what we were just talking about mm-hmm. in Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, and these are the notes in my Spirit-Filled Life Bible. Here's the most foundational lesson in the importance and power of faith's confession found everywhere in the Bi- anywhere in the Bible. The principle is established at the very beginning of our life in Christ. Just as salvation, God's righteous working in our behalf, is appropriated by heart belief and spoken confession, so his continuing working in our lives is advanced by the same means. Mm. Beginning in this spirit of saving faith, Let us grow in active faith, believing in God's mighty power for all our needs, speaking with our lips what our hearts receive and believe of the many promises of his word. Let us accept God's contracts for all our needs by endowing them with confessed belief, Mm -hmm. just as when we were saved. Mm -hmm. That's really powerful. Because this, like I said, is a foundational principle of faith. Yes, this passage right here. Yeah, this passage in in Romans 10, 8, 9, and 10. And it's how we use our faith for our whole lives Mm -hmm. in every area. Yes. Oh, it's so beautiful. There's a quote that has been really important to me over the last couple of years. If you are someone who is wanting to increase your faith, Mm Mm-hmm. And to know what that is. First of all, this has been rich. Like this is what faith is and how you do faith. But the quote is, when the object of our faith increases, faith itself increases. And we as believers, we have faith in Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. If we want to increase our faith, we have to increase our understanding of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So it's getting in the word reading about Jesus, about the anointed one, Mm -hmm. 
And this is why over and over and over in this conversation, in my conversation with Teresa, and the whole point of the Everyday Faith Ministry is to be in the Word every day. Not for the religious act of being in the Word, but for this, to know Jesus intimately so that our faith is grounded and increasing. Amen. And like he said in John, was it John 14, 15, or 16? I was reading today. To know him is to know the Father. Mm. I mean, he said that to Philip. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. (laughs) And Philip says, oh, show us the Father, then we'll be happy. Something like that. He says, you ask me to show it. And he says, "I, I am showing you the Father, right? Yes. So when we know Jesus, we're knowing the Father, we're knowing the Holy Spirit, because they're one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he teaches us about all of it through his word, mm-hmm. through knowing him. Oh, man, that last statement that God teaches us everything we need to know about faith through his word. I mean, that's it right there. Everything that we need is in his word. And then how about that part about letting his love heal our wounds so that we can live with less fear and thereby with less sin? So good. I know without a doubt that this time with Michelle has blessed you because it certainly blessed me. And as always, you'll find the scripture in the show notes. And since we've talked so much about knowing God through his word, I invite you to listen to the next conversation, which is all about our daily time with God. Thank you for your time, friends. See you in the next episode. Thank you.